welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Paint Ed with Torlando. In this episode, Torlando talks with Zach Kinney about how he has managed to amass a large following and generate income from Instagram. This episode is brought to you by Fresh Coat, Paint Care, Rustoleum Brands, and Nice Job. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando, your host. So glad to be with you folks today. Uh, man, this is a this is a wonderful season of the podcast because we are gearing up for the expo, which is happening here in Orlando, Florida. Well, I say here, I'm not in Orlando. I'm I'm Torlando with the T. Orlando is in another state. We're going. You're going to see Torlando in Orlando. We'll be there. Uh, I'll be there. We. I say we like I'm Smeagol or something. I will be there March 2nd through the 4th. So many other great contractors are going to be there. And we are going to see so many good presentations. In fact, I've got Mr. Zach Kenny on today who is presenting. And he's going to talk all about, we all know that Zach Zach Kenny does phenomenal uh, work for one that he's a fine paints of Europe master. We know that we know he has the school. We know that he has ZK painting live. You hear him on, on, you know, broadcast through paint ed often. And, you know, for those of you who follow him on Instagram, you know that he's got mega followers and that he earns mega bucks from his Instagram. So he's going to share some secrets with us today. I'm super excited that. And he's going to share even more at the expo. And so you're going to want to be there uh, down in Orlando, Florida, March 2nd through the 4th, 2022. Uh, for more episodes of the PCA uh, or the Paint Ed show, you can go to PCAPaintEd.org. And I want you to download this app. It's called PCA Overdrive. Now, if you're a member, it's absolutely free, which you know, membership is not that expensive. Okay. It's really inexpensive. You should, you should be a member if you're not a member, because there's so many benefits. One of them is getting uh, access to PCA overdrive. If you're not a member, it's $5.99 a month. Um, But so many other advantages come with membership, including the ability to offer your people health plans. Okay. That's new. And and I, and and I want to impress upon you how big this is, how important it is to be able to offer your people medical benefits. And there isn't a trade association out there that I'm aware of that's offering this kind of deal. Go to PCAMedicalBenefits.com. So many great resources from the PCA. Uh, Painter training is coming up. Uh, Business training. We just talked with Jason Paris about how business training will be coming out. So many awesome resources to help you with your business. Um, And One of them is, you know, just this show, having people on like Zach Kenny to talk about uh, our digital presence. Now, I'm no stranger to the digital game. Okay, I run a lot of uh, I'm I'm kind of a paid advertising guy. So I I like my paid 
Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn posts and Google stuff like that. Um, you know, Zach Kenny has kind of cracked the code of, of the organic, which is, which is really interesting, unique. And the thing is, is that, you know, if you follow their Instagram page, you know, that, that it, that is some serious visual eye candy. And it's not just savory for us as painters. Like we like it. Sure. But homeowners love it too. People who love houses, they love it too. And the challenge in for some of us is figuring out how to create that content that actually, you know, works that actually gets attention because uh, you know, I, I follow some painters and honestly, like I get invitations to follow others and I look at their Facebook page and I, and I'm like, you're a great dude. I can't follow you because I don't want what you're posting in my, to fill up my feed because it's not good. And, and you might, you might feel yourself like I want to post, but I'm not sure what to, what to post. I'm not sure how to make it look good. I'm not, you know, I'm not a photographer. I don't know how to do this. You know, I don't know how to, I don't know what content is interesting. And then you, and I end up seeing, you know, and I, and I've done it too. I've, I've been kind of lost in that space too. I've put some, I've put some, you know, clingers out there, some, some really, you know, some really boring, bad content that nobody, nobody liked, nobody shared, nobody commented, nobody looked at. I've done that. Uh, it's, it's hard, right? It's hard, but let's demystify it on this episode. Let's figure out how to come up with a plan for social, for Instagram, that's actually going to make us money. Let's go ahead and bring on Mr. Zach Kenny to the show. Hey, Zach, welcome to Paint Ed, my man. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's yeah, to- it's good to have you back. You know, Zach, uh, I I remember when I first really got the chance to like get to know you. Do you do you remember this was at a craftsmanship forum? Yeah. And uh, you know, I was going through a hard time. You were helping me out and talking to me and stuff like that. Before that, there was a little bit of I remember the that wasn't the first time that we met. That wasn't the first time we were introduced. We were introduced before at an expo, and I didn't know who you were. And you were sitting with uh with Nick Slavic. And he and I was like, who's this guy? And uh, Nick was like, you don't know ZK painting. And I felt like a booger because I didn't know. (laughs) But then we got personal and uh, and I realized and recognized how good of a person you are. um, The the, the, where you have come from, you know, in in your history and in your life um, to to be where you're at today. And and you're a true inspiration. And so I, I thank you for your friendship. And I and I thank you for being on the show today absolutely thank you man it's great getting to know everybody in this community that that was a really that was a deep talk we had yeah yeah it was it got real (laughs) so uh you you know i mean as long as i've known you instagram has kind of been your thing um how how did you first you know kind of stumble i mean everybody knows instagram but like how did where did the traction begin? How did that first like where you were like, man, this is actually how I'm going to grow my audience and, and build my business? Uh, so, I mean, I guess the, the first uh, there was a the first thing that got me like my interest peaked was I had a 
a very early video that went viral probably four and a half years ago now. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. Um, yeah. But somebody, a friend of mine sent me a message one day and they're like, I was just scrolling through Facebook videos and one of your videos came up because I've seen it before. I knew it was you. Mm-hmm. And it has like 5 million views from some like guy in, in um, Brazil. Wow. And I was like, wait, what? So I like look it up. There it is. It's like 5 million views. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. So I, I think I reposted it and it did well on my content. Um, and then it, the game early on for Instagram, it was like, I didn't have, I had no work. I, I, yeah. I, mean, I got into, my wife started my account. I, I really, I thought very little, I, I didn't have a very high opinion of social media. Yeah. Um, I still don't personally, I don't think it adds a ton of value personally. Sure. But for business, I've now come to see that it's the most powerful tool I have to market my business. Um, yeah. So there was definitely like, it started out with just like the game of like followers and likes, uh-huh. um, mostly followers. Like it was like, Oh, this is a, this is like a metric. I like video yeah. games. Like I grew up playing games. Like, yeah. Get some like EXP here. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so it, it, it was very much, um, a misguided sort of, uh, motivation. Mm-hmm. I, I you know, I didn't know any better. I wasn't, I was not intentional. Let's say that. Yeah. Um, I became intentional about trying to grow my following. Um, mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I started getting w- real work. Um, like real, I, I got a, my first high gloss room came through Instagram mm. um, through a lot of uh, very proactive on my end. I think most mm-hmm. of the, most of the success I've had on Instagram is, has been due to the proactivity reaching out and developing relationships with people um, mm-hmm. and then using your, your feed as your sort of your, your, I mean, it's your bio. It's like, yeah, here's me, but you're essentially cold calling through Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a, it's a much stronger phone call when they can look you up before they answer. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm starting to see this. So, so what, what do you think that most, contractors are getting wrong when they approach their Instagram? Uh, I mean, I I think without a doubt, uh, it's lack of planning. Um, Lack lack of planning then leads to poor execution. Mm -hmm. Uh, It leads to execution and and content that's kind of all over the map. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And people don't like that. People don't like not being able to put their finger on what is this company. Yeah. Fast. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, when I when I think about my own, you know, habits as a social media consumer, um, you know, there are certain people that I follow that I uh, that I expect a certain type of video from. And the consistency of it is is key. Like I there's this one in particular. He's he's on Instagram, but he's also on TikTok and, and a couple other places. It's not this is not paint. He's not paint related. He just does these videos um, where he's like pretending to be the the coach of a football team after a loss. And he just he chews into the team and he plays all the characters and every single team has the same three players, you know, and, and he chews them out. And it's the same. It's nearly the same joke every single time. But the consistency is what I like about it, that it's the that he hits those jokes every single time. 
And there's something about that that's really alluring. And, and so I can see why being kind of inconsistent and all over the map could be a little bit disjointed because if he ever does a video that's different, I'm like, no, go back to the thing that you do, right? I think people appreciate that in human in humans, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, the way to build trust is through consistent behavior. Yeah. If I if I just know this person is this person and I know what I'm going to expect, there's a lot of trust that gets built there. Uh, and people like to wrap their heads around it and have it like a, we all have an understanding of how the world works. And as long as you continue to like feed into what I think, I'm happy. But mm -hmm. when you make me start to second guess and and I can't put my finger on it, there's a subconscious part of our brain, I think, that really doesn't like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. So so how do we really figure out what that thing is to, to plan around? Like, what? how do we figure out what that special thing is? Yeah, uh, this is the thing. So so it, for Instagram, it's important. Um, but but that's because it's like a, Instagram is your megaphone. Mm -hmm. But for business, it, it should it, we all any good business has a clear idea of its competitive advantages, its value proposition and has built that intentionally, right? There, there's a big difference for, between being a guy who just paints stuff for someone who wants to pay mm -hmm. and then building a business that has a niche or a competitive advantage and a market and a, you know, a value proposition that's unique. Um, you know, that's what, that's what makes a, a good business. Mm -hmm. And so I think it, it starts with like understanding what makes you special. And if you're wondering what that is, Look at your best clients and ask them if, if that's what it takes. Mm -hmm. Go talk to your your best ten customers. I, I like to call them clients, not customers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Best ten clients from last year, and, yeah. and just hey, why did you hire me? And then see, there's a, there's bound to be a through line, mm -hmm. and then you can decide. Well, is that something I want to double down on? Is is that something that I think I, I I do? I'm glad they said that, and I think that makes me special, and I I can see a way to to add more value to the market, hence mm -hmm. making more value back, making more money um, or not. But until you as a business owner understand what makes you special and why your clients hire you, you know, I think that doing that on social media is going to be that much harder. Like you have to have a good business model before yeah. you market and find success. What was the, what was the thing that you, when you found out, like, what was that thing for you? What was that special thing for you? It started with craftsmanship. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and honestly, it was not intentional. It was, I was feeding my ego with my work uh -huh. and I, I was a very insecure human. Uh, I was a very insecure painter. Um, I was, you know, I would, I had girlfriends and, you know, now my wife, like, very smart people in like in like a different world than I was working in. And yeah, you're at a dinner and you're like, I'm a painter. Yeah. Right. You got to really quickly then add a bunch of caveats so people can understand they can right. regular painting and like, cause I was just really insecure. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I, think totally. I stumbled upon it and, and that's what I love. Like, but like, yeah. I, I just love going deep and down a rabbit hole and, and nerding out about stuff. And so I loved like the craftsmanship part of what I was doing. And so I, I, I went, all right, well, I, if I, if I want to like this, I want to be able to do really high quality work. Mm -hmm. 
So then what did, uh, so, so then how did you figure out how to showcase it? Cause I, you know, cause I, I think it's easy to overthink this in, in a lot of ways. And, and, you know, it's not, for some reason, it seems like just showing you doing the work seems too simple. You know, like I see so many people and this is not just contractors, but it's businesses across the board, small business, mid-market businesses, enterprise businesses. They look at social media as a way to sell and advertise, but you really look at it as more of a way of documenting like you you treat it almost more like being a documentarian. 100%. So it, how did how did you stumble upon that? Why does that work? Uh, honestly, I, I think it it, pro, it started with Gary V. Um, when I was right. in my little office with no work, trying to figure out what to do, uh, a friend of mine and I, a partner in a business I was in was a turned me on to Gary V. And back in the day, and, and we would watch his videos, and I read his books, and uh, his core message i i really believe in i i think he's kind of gotten a lot of he's gotten pretty out of control and i don't follow him much anymore but that idea that it, he would always say document don't create like mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't i didn't invent most i didn't invent this stuff yeah I, I just executed on some ideas that other people had and then you see what works like a huge part of like what i my talk at pca and like what i like it's going to be about like I tried a lot of stuff yeah, and, and here's what worked. And so, right. you know, and, and I think the, the idea of attraction, not promotion um, is huge. And that, that mm-hmm. was something that was instilled in me um, in my recovery program, the 12 step mm-hmm. program is all about attraction, not promotion. Mm. Um, and so the, like those two things together, sort of like it became, clear with like where I found my successes that it was not about like selling and forcing things. It was about putting yourself out there, adding value, entertaining, making this like positive thing. And then people were attracted to that. Yeah. <sighs> that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, I was, I was talking to a guy, I was, I was, you know, consulting, um, you know, with his Facebook and social media, the, you know, this is probably, it's probably about a week or two ago. And, uh, you know, we started, we started running campaigns and, uh, but, you know, I told him, I was like, we just need to show people what you do. He's, he's a fitness coach. And I said, uh, we just need to show you coaching people. I think that's really just what we need to do so that people can, you know, see that that's what you do. And, uh, you know, we started running the, the, the campaigns. He got, he got a little nervous, um, and, uh, said, Hey, we got to pull this back and, and rethink about this. And, um, and, and one thing that he said, he was like, look, I don't, I don't want to pay money to educate people. Like I want to educate them in the gym. And I was like, Hey, <laughs> no, man. I was like, look, people don't know how smart you are about this stuff yet. Right. And, and, and one of the things that as we were talking, he was like, the thing is, he said, once they get to the gym and they see how much I know about fitness and training, then they, then I can sell them. And he, and he has an exceptionally high rate. And I said, then how's this different? 
you you need to show people that you know what you're talking about. That's what this is. You're not paying to educate them. You're paying to show that you know what you're talking about. And I and I think that is the essential piece of of your strategy is that, you know, if you're if you're charging people, how much how much is an average door project for you? High gloss. Uh, about $7,000 to paint a door. $7,000 to paint a door. There are people listening to this who will, who will paint a, a door for $100, right? How do you go from $100 to $7,000, right? It's, you have to show, you have to show the difference, it's right? Demonstrating, demonstrating value and expertise. It's demonstrating expertise. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think that's a very common um, piece of feedback that we get. And a lot of people will give that pushback. Uh, I think it was very, it's, it's endemic. It, it was a, it's a, it's a big part of our, our trade, right. Was like holding on to these secrets. Mm -hmm. um, and for the most part, I, I think it's, I believe that like when you hold on, like holding on to your secrets is, is, is the fear it's 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 because it comes from fear and and it it makes it so that you don't have to work so hard mm -hmm. right it's like i want to just sit here get fat and happy and not work so hard so if i hold on to these secrets i can maybe do that better mm -hmm. and as a business owner like i'm looking at like constant improvement mm -hmm. and so if i'm three steps ahead of my competition and I and I'm running faster and harder. If I'm working harder than them, smarter than them, I'm going to just keep going. I'm going to keep being ahead of my competition. Mm -hmm. I'm not really focused on other people. And so when you add value and you give away all your secrets, like I, there's every secret that my that I have, my like my company has that and a lot of the stuff that I've come up with. It's all out there. I don't yeah. hold anything back. The only secrets that I don't share are things that colleagues of mine have shared with me and asked me not to share. Yeah. Right. And, and I respect that. And, and, and that there's, there's a lot to be said for that. And if somebody comes up with some great idea and they don't want, they want to share it with me and they don't want me to share it, who am I? You know, yeah. I'm yeah. not going to do sure. that, but honestly, all my success has come from completely exposing all my secrets. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's an element of, you know, you have to stay on edge if, if, uh, if, you know, people could, could follow, you know, could catch up if they could. Right. But I, I think that you're right, that there is this fear of if I, if I, if I tell my competitor what I'm doing, if I show them what they're, what I'm doing, then they could, what's to stop them from doing it and, you know, making us, uh, you know, an apples to apples comparison. Because if, if they do everything that I do, then, you know, then what's, what's, what's the difference? I'm not going to be able to charge more. I'm not going to be, there's no diff. You be commoditize yourself. And all of a sudden you're, you know, you're, you're, you know, anytime you become a commodity, it's a race to the bottom. So I think that's the fear, but I think what people are um, overestimating is the willingness of your competitors to actually do things that are harder. <laughs> and, and I think it goes back to what I talked about at the very beginning. Competitive advantage in your, in, and having a, a, a value proposition and a business model. Like there's a great book called Understanding Michael Porter. Um, to me, it's the most seminal business book I've ever read. Mm. Uh, it, 
and it, he's the one who coined the term competitive advantage. Mm -hmm. And a competitive advantage is not something you can buy or get quickly. Mm -hmm. It's something that takes time and, and is built into your model. Mm. Efficiency that's built into your model. So the idea that if you, you have to start with a business that actually adds value to the market better than somebody else's, right? Mm -hmm. Once you have that, if you've built a model where you have true efficiencies that can compete out compete your competitors, then you don't have to worry. You yeah. know, if, if you don't, if you have a weak model and, and you're just kind of doing and you're not being, being very intentional, um, then I think that becomes a much more of an issue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there is an element of this of like, you know, this is what we're doing. Um, you know, you can try it. You could try to keep up if you want, but the, the, where we're at today is a result of what we started five, six, seven years ago. So you, you've got, you've got a learning, you, you've got time to put in before you're here. And by the time you get to where I'm at today, guess where I'm going to be at. <laughs> you know, exponentially further, right? So there's nothing, there's nothing to, sh to to worry about there. And I and I do think that like, so so when I when I think about my own you know sales process and uh, you know as as it's been for you know four years, you know not only in painting but in software and and other places, you know it all comes down to at some point you have to demonstrate your expertise. You know, at some point the customer is going to look at the price tag and think to themselves, why should I pay that much money for you to do this? And the only thing that is going to help them overcome that fear of, of losing money is for you to demonstrate that you know what you're doing, to demonstrate the expertise. And what, what I've understood, you know, just through the experience is that when you wait for the demo, of, of the demonstration of expertise, when you wait for it, after you get the lead, after as like a part of the sales call, uh, you are usually in the running of three other companies. But when you demonstrate your experience way ahead of time, way before the sales call, they have already done the work of saying, I don't want to use this person. I don't want to use that person. I just want to use you and I know that you can do the job because I've seen it. And that makes your sales, you know, your sales uh, process, it makes it easy, right? It's a, it's an easy put in because your marketing has done the, the work of the driver and the, you know, to get, to get your, your, your company on the green, right? hundred percent. So, okay. So, so I think that, you, so you said that having a plan and 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 being able to showcase how you are um, special, I think people can wrap their mind around that. Um, the the piece about like just doing it, right? <laughs> I think that's it's like yeah, okay, I get what you're saying, Zach. You know, uh, just go out and document your your day. You know, document what you're doing. Document the pretty the pretty houses that you're painting, um, but you know, there's a, there's always a, but there, right. It's like, oh yeah, I got to get around to that. It's always, it always comes down to execution. How, how do we, how do we make sure that we're executing on this? So, I mean, it, it I've, I say this a lot, but it, I mean, it really does. It starts with having faith. Like you really, this is a, this is an investment in the future. Like it, 
there is this is not paid ads like this is not what i put in instantly gives me back something mm -hmm. this is a uh, a low cost uh long-term solution mm -hmm. uh, it has a huge roi massive but i think that for most people there's a lot going on and it's under it's like it's having enough faith and believing that this is worth your time and it's going to pay off. Yeah. Um, and if anyone is questioning that, I, I would encourage you to reach out to me. Um, I'll, I'll listen to your, your beef. Like mm -hmm. what is it that you think you, everyone's got something that they do different? Well, I don't do $7,000 doors. Okay. I, I mean, you don't have to right. you have a different competitive, but I hope you have a competitive advantage and, and a value proposition that's unique in your market in some way. Yeah. So what is that? And let's highlight that. Yeah. Like if you do rental repaints better than any re anybody else, then why does your ask your clients why they hire you mm -hmm. because of X, Y, and Z. Okay. Then we're going to beat the drum of that. Mm -hmm. And all the rental repaint clients are going to hire you because of Instagram. And then when they want to refer you to a friend, they're going to use Instagram to do it. And they're going to say the things that make you special. And then that client's going to have, like real data, they're going to look and see all of this content you've created over time consistently that says, yeah, this person's really good at rental repaints mm -hmm. and they scratch my itch as a client. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think it really does like you have to believe it's going to work. Um, and once you, once you believe it can work for, and I believe it can work for anyone, like mm -hmm. there is a very, I talk about this a lot. There's a very successful marketer, um, named Aaron Witt, and he has a company called Build Wit, W I T T. Mm -hmm. I would everybody look these guys up. He yeah. started a company that build with him. <laughs> What's that? You want to if you're going to build with somebody, you got to build with him. Yes, you build with him. <laughs> so Aaron Witt um, started a marketing company that has absolutely blown up mm -hmm. for large commercial construction companies, uh, mm -hmm. like land movers. Like mm -hmm. if you do like road paving or mining or all of these like heavy equipment companies. Mm -hmm. These companies have had 0% marketing expense for all of time. They, mm -hmm. They're yeah. all government contracts. It's one by price. Marketing does nothing. Mm -hmm. But but what they were missing is labor. Mm. And this guy's come in and they are now marketing these companies and making them sexy to drive employees not yeah. revenue. Right. So marketing can, whatever you're targeting as far as like the, the payoff, if you, if you're intentional with marketing, you can attract that. And so these companies are spending big money on this guy to come out and market their company so they can get more employees. Right. 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 So that's where like, when you see that it's like, well, then whatever you're, whatever you need in your business, marketing can help whether it's, clients or employees yeah yeah can i uh can i can i debate with you for a minute i'm not really going to debate but i'm going to debate a little bit let's so, go paid versus organic uh mm -hmm. you know i would i would contend that your unique offering is a is is a special it's it's kind of extra special because it's so beautiful it's so nuanced. It's so skillful. And there's an element of watching the process, which is 
um, you know, it's, it's hypnotic. There's a, there's a Zen to it. Um, apartment painting. I'm not convinced that, that there is that much appeal that would foster a, a video going viral 5 million views. I I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. No, <laughs> so, I, I, so, I really doubt it. Yeah. So if you, if you, so here's kind of my position. Okay. Because what I will agree with you is that document, you know, don't promote. I agree with that. Um, but my, my thinking is that, well, there's no guarantee that the, the content that you're publishing is actually has the ability to be that interesting, but you can definitely get it in front of a lot of eyeballs if you pay money to do that. Yeah. All right. So I love it's it's a it's a very common argument. Um and and I get it and I have nothing against it and it does drive short-term revenue. Mm -hmm. For sure. But it's a it's very much tied to dollars and the more people who are doing it the more expensive it gets. And it's I see it as a short-term solution. Mm -hmm. For sure. The beauty of organic growth and and orga the, the organic approach to social media and and for the record, everything we're talking about Instagram wise is the same for Facebook. Like everything I post on Instagram goes to Facebook. So if you're on Facebook, like there's, I don't see a difference as far as um, platform when we're talking about them. I, I highly prefer Instagram as far as like where, where to create the content and post it, but they both post back and forth like right. without doing extra effort. Right. Yeah. And, and when you're, and when you're in the paid realm, it's it's all managed through Facebook. Both yeah. both accounts yeah. are managed through Facebook. Exactly. So, well, what I will say is, um, I have forty five thousand followers. I've had forty five thousand followers for probably, I don't know, five months. I, I do not care about gaining. Um, I if I if I like, honestly, I'm not. I, I could be at a hundred thousand followers so easily. Mm -hmm. uh, it would require more of my time and energy, mm -hmm. but there's a formula that I could easily have followed to continue to grow my following numbers wise. Mm -hmm. um, I do not care about my following numbers wise. I care about revenue from Instagram or from social mm -hmm. media. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you care about revenue, I mean the, that apartment painter, how many clients is, are they going to serve in a year? You know, maybe a, maybe a hundred. Mm -hmm. So say it's a hundred. Well, you don't need 45,000 followers to get 100 clients. Mm -hmm. It's it's not about a large following. I know mm -hmm. there's a, one of the I teach a class on social media marketing. One of my the students this this these two guys that came up and took my class, they're they're 50 plus. Like they're shit, they're probably 60 these old words. <laughs> they're old guys, right? They came up and they took my class and they have they just crossed the 2,000 follower mark but they did half a million in revenue from Instagram last year organically. Mm. It is, it is not about followers. It's not about the number of engagement, views, likes. We just don't care about that stuff. What we care about is your ideal client it, speaking to our ideal client. Mm -hmm. So if I'm an apartment painter, if I create content that clearly demonstrates my competitive advantages to a building manager, and, and, and scratches the itch of a building manager when it comes to hiring a painter mm -hmm. and clearly demonstrates that over and over and over again, which honestly, that's probably the most important thing in that, right? Consistency. Mm -hmm. this, this guy's still doing this for three years 
at, this is, I can, if I'm an employee hiring somebody, it's different than a, an owner, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The employee oftentimes probably just wants to make sure they're covering their ass and they're not yeah. taking the risk. Right. So if I'm an apartment painter, I'm going to consistently be c- creating content over time, beating the same drum, showing like, hey, you can trust me. We're still here. We're still saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is I'm not looking, I am never for anyone out there, like for a long time, we are not looking for organic. Somebody who was like searching through Instagram, who found me and hires me. Mm-hmm. That is not the goal for any of us. Mm-hmm. That's gravy later. I get those sometimes, but I have 45,000 followers. Mm-hmm. But what I, what, where the revenue comes from is the, the strong referral. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if that if I'm a great apartment painter mm-hmm. and you're a building manager and you're talking to another building manager at a conference mm-hmm. or whatever. And you go, oh, my God, I have this amazing painter. They show up on time. They don't they don't have sketchy dudes. They don't make a mess and they just get the job done and they're re- they're reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what I care about. Yeah. And if, if they say that to somebody and if you're so lucky, they have their your business card with them. Which, yeah rare right but right here's the business card the odds of getting a phone call from that guy are still very low because mm-hmm. humans are busy mm-hmm. and after that interaction he forgot mm-hmm. but if that guy is following your company on instagram he's going to bring up instagram and say see here's the project that he was doing for me and then he's going to highlight mm-hmm. some of those competitive advantages that he was talking about mm-hmm. show that and then he's going to send the post to his friend and his friend is going to follow it and his friend's going to forget just like he forgot about the business card. Mm-hmm. But then next week, here comes your post. Mm. A week after that, here comes your post. And six months later, this guy has been watching consistent content from this company. The trust has been built and the phone call happens. Mm-hmm. To me, that's what organic revenue from Instagram looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is a snowball effect, right? Yeah. That is... The, the biggest part about that later is it's you retain, you stay top of mind with that client so that two years later or three or four years later, when I, when my client is ready to do more painting, they could, they could have the best experience in the world. Yeah. Painter's name again. Right. But if they're following me on Instagram, my stuff has been coming up. They've been following along. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. In, um, so in, in, uh, the, the tech marketing world, they 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 call that dark social that process that you that you just created because there's right now there's there's this huge like kind of debate going on you know especially if you're on most of our listeners aren't like on linkedin all the time like like i am but there's this (laughs) there's this debate going on about attribution you know and being able to you know attribute direct sales from instagram or from social media from from these different channels and, you know, all the tools give you they give you the tools to track where things come from. But what they what they can't do, what's impossible to do is to track what you just talked about right there. Yes. Like you can't you can't track that social interaction because it happened off of it happened offline. And it this happened. is why people hate it. People don't do it. Yeah. The marketing companies that you hire don't don't talk about this. Um, the most effective successful and effective way of using social media is the least used way because you can't track it. Yeah. Which means it's hard to justify paying someone to do it. 
exactly right yeah definitely 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 true and and this other this other idea that you kind of slipped in there is this idea that um seth godin has been talking about a lot lately which is finding the smallest viable audience right and i and i love the way he phrases that the smallest viable audience it isn't about amassing a, a ton of followers it's about amassing the right followers and the right amount of followers that's actually going to result in dollars in revenue right so okay so you know with a debate over i think that uh you know we're both winners i'm just going to go ahead and declare ourselves both winners <laughs> <laughs> Be because i actually agree with what you said i do think that that paid social is a short-term thing uh when i when i go about it my goal isn't to have you pay uh gobs of money all the time my goal is to get you to a point where um where you're at the beginning, you're actually being seen and you're not getting two views that don't matter that are just like your mom and your sister, which is usually what happens when you just start. Um, but that you're actually getting a reach within your, uh, within your targeted income demographic and within your, uh, service area. Like those are the two most important things that, that I, you know, consider are the, the income and the, uh, and just the service radius, but that you're getting that reach and that you're getting the the ratio of reach to impressions up so you want you want more you want a lot more impressions than you want reach because that means that so the difference there is a reach is how many people saw the post and your impressions are how many times somebody saw the post so if your reach to impression ratio is uh, 2 to 1 2 being the impressions 1 being the the reach then that means that the people that the ad reached, it reached them twice, right? So the more often they're able to see your promoted post, which in my opinion should just be the, the content that you're post, this document type post, um, posting content, the more often than they see that, the better they're gonna be able to recall your brand and the more likely they are to uh, actually like your brand. And then, you know, when, when they do, engage when they like a post or something like that you can invite them to like the page and that's a good way to get those followers so i do recommend doing this is just me um you know even if you have no more than five dollars a day or even a dollar a day to just get your reach up so that you have a chance at finding the the right followers um especially in the beginning so that you know the only people seeing your video isn't your your mom and dad which is uh, totally uh, what happens a lot of times, but if you could get to that point and you find that special thing, like Zach is talking about, you find that unique thing that people just love and can't get enough of. That's when the organic takes over and you can wean yourself off of the, the ads, but I have no problem with weaning yourself off of it. Um, but, but yeah, I think that we're in, I think we're in alignment here, Zach. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think, but you think you, you don't have to, use the 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 uh the paid up front i don't like i don't like using it up front you don't like using it up front no not initially because if i see if i look you up and you have nine posts you're not real to me I, they could be the nine best posts in the history of instagram but unless you're a famous person who sometimes those famous people like to do that only yeah. have nine posts yeah Unless you're, if you're a business and you have nine posts, I, I, no one takes that seriously. Moving on. Yeah. I, I'm, until you have 30 or 40, like 
quality pieces of content, not world class, mm -hmm. but a, I think it gives people the time to like work out who they are, their messaging, get a little bit better. Like yeah, I'd sure. I always tell people the good thing is no one's watching when you start. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, you can start to iterate and play around and figure out what your voice is because yeah. voice is so important in all of this. Mm -hmm. Once you have that, this is the time I want to, I want everyone when they don't have a large following to experiment, figure out and not feel like everyone's watching. Mm -hmm. And then as your content gets better and better and you have some sort of a critical mass of just like, I have 30 or 40 posts. If you go look at me, you're like, oh, this guy's been around for more than two months. Mm -hmm. Now, at that point, I, I, I'm on board with advertising and spending money to say, come look at my page. Mm -hmm. But if you get to my page, if I spend this money, you kind of have one shot, right? The first time you ever go look at my bio, I kind of have one shot to either go, this is something that I don't, because the reason people follow today is because they're afraid to, they're going to, forget about you. Right. right. That's yeah. why I follow anybody. Right. Like, oh crap. If I don't follow now, I'm, I'm never going to remember who this is and I'm going to want Yeah. Oh, maybe it's going to give yeah. me some value. Yeah, I totally do that. Yeah. Right. That's how you get a follow today. The threshold, the barrier to, to follow, to getting a follower today is massive. When I started four or five years ago, people were like, Oh, it's another painter. People like, Oh, it's a painter. I'll follow. Yeah. You know how hard it is to get me to follow you today? Like, you better really either you better be adding value to my life. Yeah. I better feel like if I don't do this now, I'm going to be missing out later. Yeah. And so if, if I can get someone to my page and it doesn't do that, I feel like that's a missed opportunity. That's it's like, it's the wrong way of going about it. I would prefer to say, let's great, let's get good at content creation. Mm -hmm. And then if we need to like put some fuel on this fire, great. But I think too oftentimes people are like, putting out content and boosting it right away. And then anyone who ever does do some homework on you goes, it's not computing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I think, I think that's fair, especially if, if the early content is truly uh, garbage. <laughs> I think that's really I, And fair. I would say, honestly, yeah. I think even if it's perfect, it could be perfect, but we're talking about trust. Yeah. In the social media world. Yeah. And, that's a not an easy thing to gain. Mm -hmm. And the to me, the best way is consistency. And if yeah. you posted nine times, you might be gone tomorrow. Yeah, right. Right. And it's I don't like to get me to follow someone that has tw 12 posts. Like, dude, I, I can't imagine the scenario that would happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a piece that people oftentimes forget is like what I really want at the end of the day is a like or a follow because then I get to talk to them more. Yeah, right, right. That makes total sense. Okay, so uh, I like it. We've we've talked about just coming up with a plan to do this. Um, is there any special equipment that we need? Um, you know, I, I don't I don't get the sense that you you overcomplicate this. Where how, no how do, how do how do we begin with that? Uh, I mean, you need a smartphone with the best camera you can, but honestly, like just don't have like a five-year-old smartphone. Um, mm -hmm. You're probably pretty good. Um, I, I've, I've taught the social media class a number of times to a, a variety of different types of people. And we've actually pared it down now where we really don't talk about video anymore. Mm -hmm. um, because again, I, I 
we want to low like the number one thing with this is lowering the the, the barrier to posting like yeah. making it as easy as possible to start and to stay consistent mm-hmm. it's like if you're saying if you make a goal of like i'm gonna go to the gym seven days a week mm-hmm. i'm gonna eat perfect i'm gonna like go to church every week i'm gonna do every i'm gonna stop smoking i'm gonna do 14 things turn my whole life around all at once yeah like you're never going to continue to do all that stuff and it's all right. going to go away. Right. Where it's like, what if you just said, I'm going to go to the gym twice a week and show up to the gym? Like, mm-hmm. like that's something that's consistent. So I, I, I'm a big believer in, in this being a habit. And if you're going to try to create a habit, like you got to make the, it easy and fun and not super stressful and painful. Right. Right. So that's where I, I recommend everybody start with just picture posts. Yeah. And the the real the thing I want people to concentrate on is the caption, not the picture, because the caption is is really what's so special about what we're doing here. Uh-huh. It's my it's the time where I get to demonstrate to my client because all I post for today is for clients. Yeah. The other painters. But I, yeah. I really I, I'm over it now. Right. So when when my client. So yesterday perfect example. I met a new client. We were looking at their house and actually my Tesla ran out of charge. It was really embarrassing and I had to go to their house and charge. And so it was really a horrible, embarrassing story. Yeah. But rich people problems. Okay. What's that? <laughs> That's a rich people problems. <laughs> Guy who drives a lot problems. This, my Tesla actually is cheaper than my Tundra. Okay. How much That's I drive. True. That's probably true. Yeah. But it was, a, it was an embarrassing thing, but I had to park my car in front of their house for like two hours. It was mm-hmm. awful. But on my my car is like the Instagram logo. My car, you cannot miss that I'm a paint contractor. If you, mm-hmm. if you look at my vehicle, and the Instagram thing was there, and she saw it, and she she's probably 65, 70. and she's she we're talking for a minute, and then I she goes inside, and then she comes and when she's walking to put trash out. She said, oh, I just followed you on Instagram. I'm like cool. Mm. Well, ten minutes later, she's sending me DMs about ch- upgrading the finishes on her house mm. because of the stuff that she saw. Yeah. So she doesn't need crazy videos to get that. She needs to understand, she needs some sort of a picture. And then she needs to understand this caption about, I always say the captions need to say what is happening here and Mm -hmm. why should I care? Mm -hmm. Why should the person care? If you don't do, if you don't answer both of those questions, you've, that you've made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And so, and so I write my captions very much for lay people. Mm -hmm. if, If someone is to make a, a, a post, take a picture of site protection. Mm-hmm. Take a picture of you masking off something. It doesn't have to be the most professional. Don't hire a professional. Just take a photo, do a basic edit. We can talk about that if you want. And then write me a detailed caption of what are you seeing here? And most importantly, why should you care? Well, we mask off and protect these sites because we're not perfect. We're humans and we, we may make a mistake. Mm-hmm. So we, we do this so that your home is protected and you don't end up with paint on your floor. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a post that educated a client and demonstrated expertise. Right. And that's not very hard for any painter to do. Right. It, yeah. It was harder to go to, to think of it, right. To go, I'm going to get so granular that I'm going to take a boring picture of masking. Yeah. And then I'm going to get vulnerable and I'm going to write a paragraph or two about the masking. Yeah. Anybody can do that, though. And if you can 
create a basic piece of content with a basic photo and then tell me the story. So you finish a kitchen cabinet job. You don't need to hire professional photography. Take a couple shots. Try to try to make it look as nice as possible. Mm -hmm. But then tell me the story of the job. Client yeah. came to me. They didn't like their old dirty cabinets. We had a process where we could make them look brand new again for a fraction of the cost of new cabinets. And they were very concerned about dust. So we set up site protection and we ran air machines and we made sure that they didn't get any dust in their house. Mm -hmm. And we did the whole project in seven days. And now the new client who's looking you up and hears about you sees that post. They read that caption and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, I can imagine what it's like to hire these people. And they yeah. know what they're doing. Yeah. Those types of con that type of content is where revenue is generated. Right. It's not from a, a 5 million views on me spraying a fence. Right. Right. Absolutely. That, uh, that's, that's, that's so good. Um, I, and I, and I, man, I can't, I can't disagree with that. That's, I mean, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, it's just, it's so easy to overcomplicate and overthink this. And really what we just need to do is go in, take a picture of what is, you know, freaking in front of us and tell the story of how that came to be. You know, it, it, it doesn't have to be so, so difficult. Very cool stuff. Zach, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you so much. Um, you are going to be in Florida with us. Um, your, your section is on Friday, right? Yes. I believe it's Friday at four 30. The last, okay. last class, last class. So, uh, don't party too hard if you want to be awake for Zach's class, <laughs> but go check him out, uh, at, at the expo. This is Mr. Zach Keddy, uh, March 2nd through the 4th, 20, uh, 2022 in Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for being on this show, Zach. Thanks for having me to Orlando. It's great seeing you. Great to see you too. All right, there we have it, Mr. Zach Kenny. Uh, so glad to have him on the show. Very, very great conversation. The kind of conversation that I obviously love. I get, I get super into that. That last piece where he was talking about telling the story. Um, that is exactly what I coach people on in when I'm when I'm helping them with the story brand framework. If you're familiar with Donald Miller. Um, he, he takes the story, the classic hero's journey and applies it to marketing. And so, and so this is exactly how you would write a post. This is how you would write a blog post. You have a customer, they have a problem. It makes them feel some kind of way and they shouldn't feel that way. And so they come to you, the expert, you empathize with their pain. You demonstrate your authority, your expertise on it, and you give them a plan. This is what we do first. This is what we do second. This is what we do third. So that it results in success and avoids failure. Any You can write any post following this framework. This, this, fam, this nice fam, family in our town came to us because they were moving into a new house and all the paint colors were super ugly and they were stuck on the color and they knew that if they stayed uh, with this color scheme that they would hate their home and not be able to sleep at night. So they called us and we came in and we helped them find a better color. And we covered the, the hideous orange color that the, the previous homeowner uh, chose. And we did it by first covering the floors. We used a high hide formula. We put two coats on it and we cleaned up so that they could enjoy their home at the end. 
And this is what they said. And you insert a little quote. They said, we love working with such and so painting company so much. You would definitely hire them again. Boom. There's your post. It's simple, folks. It's simple. Um, awesome, awesome discussion. If you are interested in uh, going to Expo, you can register at PCAPaintEd.org. Um, I definitely want to see you there. Let's do it. Thank you for listening to Paint Ed. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.